So it's that trusting and having faith and just saying, Lord, this doesn't make sense, but you've proven so many times that you are good. Welcome back to another episode of Capture the Thoughts. Today, we have an awesome, awesome guest, the talented Tariro Negitare, who is a singer, songwriter, and creative director. Welcome, Tariro, to the show. It is so good to have you here today. Thank you, Grace. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Can you start by telling me what are three things that you are grateful for today? Two things. Um, I was actually thinking about that this morning. Number one, I'm grateful for my daughter finishing exams today. Yay. Uh, two, I'm just grateful for, for life and just... Um, you know, the gifts that God has given me and the opportunities, the contacts, the networks. It's such a blessing, such a blessing. That's beautiful. Um, And the third thing, I had said three Mm. things. (laughs) You said three? Yes, three. I think I gave you like five. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The third thing, I can add another one. I mean, there's always so much. Um, Just for health, good health. Um, the ability to wake up and breathe and move um, is a blessing. So I'm also grateful for good health. Wow, that is amazing. That's beautiful. And so do you mind telling us about your upbringing? What was life like for you growing up? Um, I had a very fun childhood. I'm one of those people who do not regret my childhood at all. I have three older brothers and a younger sister who came like when I was five. So, I mean, uh, the bulk of my toddler life was with the boys. So you can imagine what that was like. And that sort of shaped the kind of person I am today. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of outdoors. We I did a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, and yeah, Tambam Road, playing in the road. Mm. You know, back in the day, you're friends with everyone in the neighborhood. Um, so, yeah, I really had a fulfilling upbringing. I had a good childhood. Oh, so I bet you were a tomboy when you were growing up with those boys. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And so you are a Christian. Um, and so when did you make the decision decision to follow Christ? At what point did you decide that, okay, I need a relationship with, with Christ? Um, so, I mean, I... I think I've pretty much been a Christian all my life, but there also comes that point where finance decided for you when you grow up, you then need to make that decision on your own. And I think around 2015 was when I was like, okay, you know what? We're actually doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave my life to Christ again, <laughs> but this time more seriously and knowing exactly what I'm doing. And I think that's where my journey and my relationship with Jesus really just started to or rather, I started to be more conscious of that relationship with Jesus. Mm. What what was was there something that triggered that decision? Was it just an automatic okay? Now I need to get serious, or was there something that motivated you to get serious? So I mean, it was a culmination of events. Um, I my music career pretty much started around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. But I released my first album 2013. And after that, I was like straight into an 
international tour. After that, we come back to Zim and there's just gigs left, right and center. And just before that tour, I had divorced um, mm-hmm. a story for another day. But there, were, there, there was just a lot of things that happened in one, like in one season. And I was just going, going, going and going. And there were a lot of discrepancies in terms of my life in the public and my private life. Things in the public were going great. I mean, I was really rising, getting, you know, nice accolades, awards and things like that. But personally, I felt I was such a fraud. And I remember 2015, it was my 30th birthday. And I had such an amazing launch, you know, very high end. I had like the who's who's of Arara were there. And I remember looking around the room and thinking to myself, this is such a facade, like, these people don't even know half of the things that are happening to me personally. And then I thought, Lord, if this is what the gift will do, I don't want it anymore. I'm happy to just go sit behind a desk somewhere and be, you know, and just be so incognito and no one will know me. And I'm I'm happy with that. So that's, I think, the, the pursuit of the gift and then it's taking a, a, a roller coaster ride I didn't expect sort of led me to say, okay, so what is all this for anyway? And I think that then initiated my pursuit of who Christ really is and that relationship with him. Wow. And how did that um, impact how you see yourself, how your identity, how you understand yourself? Ooh. It really, so at that time, I think I went under mentorship of an amazing lady. Her name is uh, Catherine Mklanger. Mm. who was also a fellow musician and you know very well versed in the word as well mm. and my interactions with her I remember she asked me a question and said outside of Tarirone Kitare let's take your gift away who are you mm. and I couldn't answer that question I was like oh if you take that away then what who am I um and then you know then I started to understand that no I needed to actually understand why my creator created me and seek my identity in him. And the more I started to read the word and hear what he says about me, I started to realize, wait a minute, this, this, this gift is not my identity. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, that song, I'm already loved. I'm already chosen. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. You know, mm-hmm. it's be, before all these other things, I'm already something. So, I mean, we're aspiring to be the next CEO, the next best artist but before all that you're already enough um so that blew my mind and i'm constantly pursuing and seeing myself in the mirror of the word and trying to be that person that god says i am so it it has heavily influenced my identity to date and you know i i i it's in him that i live and i move and i have my being Mm-hmm. And that that makes me rest. That makes me not worry about. Okay, do I look good? Do I sound good? Because it's no more. It's not me anymore. <laughs> I am just a vessel that's being used, and that takes off so much pressure. Mm. That is so true. Yeah. So beautiful. I mean, it's it's beautiful when we know that we don't have to strive anymore. That we have an identity. Exactly. You know, in Christ, that He, we are His children, and that is enough. <laughs> That is enough. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I, I don't know if you know a lady called Catherine Kuhlman. And uh, she, she, I think she, I read in one of her books where she says, look, I have no gift. 
<laughs> I have nothing. That's why it's easy for God to use me. And mm-hmm. it, that is so beautiful for me. Like I, I, it really shifted my perspective to say, the more empty you are, the easier it is for God to use you. The more malleable you are for the Holy Spirit to just take you away. And I think that's why we struggle sometimes. Once you've built a reputation, you've you've done something that you think you've done. It's more difficult for God to use it because you think you've done it on your own. And let it was literally his grace all the time. Mm. I hope I'm not digressing. Not at all. I think people need to. Yeah. Hear this. <laughs> I think people definitely need to hear this. And so yeah. let's talk about your purpose. Um, how did you get into music? And how's that journey been for you? Um, so I started playing the guitar when I was 13. It was not with the intention to be Taroni Guitari. It was just a hobby. I thought, oh, this was cool. My older brother had a guitar. And at our school, I was at St. John's Emerald Hill. Uh, they We had a guitar. Okay, it wasn't. We had a music class. And then during that music class, Sister Elizabeth, who was heading the music class, she said, look, I'm looking for a few people to join the guitar choir, which wasn't the coolest thing at that time, by the way. It was just, oh, the geeks and the nerds, or it, it wasn't the coolest thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I thought, ah, let me just join. And then, boom, uh, I finished high school. Uh, I remember that time I, I just finished my diploma, my first diploma, and I was working at African Sun. Then mm. it was Zim Sun. And a friend of mine, Charmaine, just said, hey, do you want to come to an open mic session Kubo Cafe? And I thought, yeah, let me just go. It so happened to be the first anniversary of the Sisters Open Mic. And the Busingubes were there, Duduma Ninga, Edith Tonga, they were all there. And yeah, I got up and I played and boom, the rest is history. Mm. Wow. Yeah. How did you find your singing voice? Um, so I think that we we take we don't take for granted serving other people. Mm. Because in me playing for, I played for Edith Otonga, I played for Diana Samkange, I also played for the lady I was talking about, Kathleen Klanger, and other musicians. In that process, it helped me find my voice. Because I just thought, look, I can play the guitar, that's all I'm good at. Mm. But Edith really put me on the spot in, a lot of times and would say, okay, she started to make me back, to do the backing vocals, so I'd sing and play. I learned how to sing and play, which is a skill in itself. <laughs> and then once in a while, I started writing songs, and she's like, hey, why don't you do one or two of your songs while, you know, in, in between breaks or as a curtain raiser? And the song started to become popular. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that period I had to serve other musicians because it helped me grow, it helped me learn, and it helped me shape myself and get an identity in the music, to get a musical identity. Mm-hmm. Because I feel Edith is such an amazing songwriter, um, and all, rather all the artists I work with, are amazing songwriters and I learned so much from them. So it did shape a lot of, you know, how I grew as a musician. Okay. Um, and so you also organize um, festivals, you're a creative director. How did you progress from music to that? Was it a natural progression or is it something that you had been working towards? So uh, my background is corporate. Um, I was actually in the corporate. When I started music, I was actually in the corporate sector, mm. uh, doing events and hospitality. So I, I was always in the event space. Mm. And um, that's how I also met people like Anasem Matawde, because I booked these people for events. Mm. And 
I think then it just naturally, because I was always in that space. And so I'd always arrange events around that space. And I run the Acoustic Night, Mm -hmm. which is one of the premier events that sort of put me on the map. Ideally, the Acoustic Night was meant to be a platform for solo musicians, comedians, and poets to just find a platform to perform in a family-friendly space. That's where people like Prayer Soul came from, Carl Joshua Nube, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really grew in that space. So I think I've always been doing um, events and it's therefore no surprise that this year I then took up the role to be the festival manager for Jacaranda Music Festival mm-hmm. because it's always been, I guess, something I've been doing, just not on such a big platform. So it's quite exciting to see how God then makes everything work together for good. Mm, that's beautiful. What do you, you think have been the toughest points in your journey and how have you managed to overcome that? The toughest points? Mm. Wow. Um, I'd possibly say my divorce. Um because it, you then, as much as you think, okay, maybe I can blame the other person, but you also then introspect and say, okay, maybe I wasn't enough. Maybe I need to do more. I, I really, it really made me check myself. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long period, I blamed myself and I didn't see myself worthy. And then you try to compensate in the wrong ways. So that was very difficult for me. And then... um I also lost a son in 2020 uh, okay. through a stillbirth. Mm. That was a, and this is during COVID. So you, I was alone. Like <laughs> no one could come and visit me at the hospital. No one could, no one could be there. Mm. Um, so that was a very hard period for me. And then the the craziest thing was, I remember afterwards, literally two weeks after I got a call to do, a project and I I was like no I can't do it but then the, the when I heard the brief it was I, I thought okay I have to do this and the brief that's when we did the song The Blessing mm. uh, with several other artists and then I said God how can you even ask me to do this look at what I've just gone through and he says no 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 the mission hasn't changed the your, your purpose hasn't changed just get up sing for people because they need that song you know, it was such a healing for me because you're saying no matter what, look, God will still bless you. God will still make his face shine upon you and, and give you peace. And he really did in that period. So, yeah, it, it it's it's I think those two I can highlight were possibly the, the my biggest moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm under Garamdish. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And so how do you honor God in an industry that is considered secular? Um, that, you know, people believe that as a Christian, you probably have a less chance of making it through. How do you honor him and glorify him with what you do? Um, I think it's to stay true to him. Um, I love what Exodus 33 says when Moses was speaking to God, you know, and he's like, look, you're telling me lead these people, but you don't know, you haven't told me who you're going to send with me. What's the plan? Are you pleased with me? Teach me your ways. And all the God says is my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. So 
it's it's only his presence that matters. Uh, when then he goes on to say, look, if you don't go with me, then I'm not going to go. A lot of the times we're going in our own strength. Mm. And then it's easy for us to be washed away by the cares of the world and, 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 and things like that. But if you're going in his strength, um, then you don't care about the likes, the applause. You don't care about the sales. Mm. All you're caring about is... Uh, are people seeing the fruits? Are they seeing the love, joy, peace, the faithfulness, the self-control? Are they seeing mm. that? And am I leading them to Christ? Is God's presence so evident in my life that they want it too? Um, is my message so clear that Jesus is coming soon? <laughs> are mm. they getting that? That is my priority. And so you, you uh, is it, to be honest, that switch from secular to, to Christian music was hard for me because you are rewarded better in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are rewarded better. I mean, the, the, there's more praise and applause and, and, and accolades in the world. But when you, when you come to Christ, it's a narrow path. Yes. It's a road less taken. If you are truly walking with Christ, um, there's more persecution. God told us, I mean, Jesus said, look, there's going to be trouble in the world expected but guess what i've overcome the world um so the only way to stay true is to to seek his presence all the time to just stay in his word and to just submit to what the holy spirit is saying because the nothing seems normal anymore like you look at the world and you think huh and you hear what the word is saying it's like polar it's like a world's apart Mm. so it's that trusting and having faith and just saying lord this doesn't make sense but you've proven so many times that you are good. Your word doesn't change. You're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I'm going to stick to what you say and trust that your ways are higher than our ways and mm. your thoughts are bigger than our thoughts. Mm. Yeah. That is so true. Sometimes we just want to default to our own understanding and our own way of doing things because yes. it's easier. Exactly. And so what is the most rewarding thing in all that you've done as you have lived out your purpose? What do you, what would you say is, has Mm. been the most rewarding thing? I think motherhood for me. Mm. Um, I, I have an amazing daughter and I think I'm learning what unconditional love is through her. I'm learning, um, that God is a father because as much as we would have wanted more for her and and given more for her as a family, unfortunately I'm not with her dad, but I've had to trust God to be the father in her life. Mm. And I've seen him be that. Um, So it has really strengthened. And it's made me trust God because I look at some situations and I'm thinking, Lord, how am I going to maneuver this? How am I even going to tackle this? And he comes through for us in ways that you're just like you so yeah I think motherhood for me is possibly (laughs) my biggest achievement because I know it's not me I've had to trust through the process Mm -hmm. um that's beautiful what advice would you give to someone who is trying to understand themselves and their purpose um surrender you know where it says, trust the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding mm-hmm. uh, and renew your mind. Mm-hmm. Start by just reading that word and forgetting everything that you know 
and mm. saying, Lord, I want to get to know you and I want to understand you. And as you read that word, I am sure and I'm certain that the Holy Spirit will re reveal certain things to you about exactly where you need to go. A lot of the times we look to ourselves for solutions and yet they're not supposed to be there. Constantly we're being told to rest. I mean, that story that I highlighted about Moses, it says, I will give you rest. Mm. It says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I don't know how many times he says that. Um, so, and the more you seek his presence, I know this sounds like a, a very airy fairy thing, but it's the truth. And when mm -hmm. I say seeking his presence, I'm saying taking time out of your day early in the morning or whatever time you have and just say, Lord, this is the time I'm dedicating to you. What is your plan for my life? Mm. It may not come in the in the instant you pray, but you get out that day and somehow there's a phone call for you to do the next thing. I mean, I rem I'll never forget um, when I started in this journey, I was like, Lord, you need to show me that you're actually with me because this seems like, you know, I'm just doing stuff from my head. Mm. And um, then I got a call to do, to come and pitch for a, an insurance company. And so I was like, okay, I'm trusting you on this one. Like, let me know exactly what I should present. And I wrote something down and I remember, I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit that said, no, no, don't write about any other woman, write about a 30, year old woman i remember that at that time i think i was 30 as well mm. i wrote says write it as if it's your story so i wrote it as if it's my story i go into this boardroom the next day i present this presentation i said look the 30 year old woman does abcd what, 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 what i talk about this thing the lady just stares at me and she's nearly in tears and she says wow come and look at my screen right now and she had the exact same thing that i had just presented Wow. Says, Did you get hold of my script? I said, no, like <laughs> I haven't been in touch with anyone. But then that for me was that sign that says, oh, okay. You know what? He's actually with me. He's, he's ordering my steps. Mm. I didn't have a car at that time and I was moving in, and I was trying to pick up a payment that a client had sent through Western Union. And so I got into a combi, I drop off in town and I was like, Lord, I hate being in town, but please show me where the nearest Western Union is. I didn't even have data to Google search. Like it was just one of those days. And so I just started walking like from the Macombi, I started walking and then I said, okay, I don't want to be in town for long. Please help me. And then I just literally heard, look to your right. I turned to my right and I see this big Western Union sign on my right. <laughs> and I walk in, there's absolutely no queue. They have cash. Like it was just Wow. One of those, and I remember the cashier looking at me and saying, are you crying? And I'm like, you have no idea <laughs> what, you know, just the little, con those little confirmations. I mean, we look for God in these big mundane things. We're looking for a voice that will say, Tariro, go and do this. No, it's the little, little inklings. You wake up and the sun just hits on your face. And it's a reminder that, look, I'm with you. Mm. I'm with you exactly where you are. So it's, it's, it's amazing. This journey is so amazing. Wow. Clearly, God, you have seen God's hand through your journey. Clearly. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I yes. And every day I'm excited. I'm so excited because you, I'm like, God, what are you doing today? Like, what are you doing for me today? And the more expectant I am, the more I receive, the more I see him. And the more you seek him, he says, if, if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's, it's a promise. Mm -hmm. It's such a promise. Mm. so yeah seek him with all your heart <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think people listening would find that very encouraging because submitting to God's will and to God's plan is not always easy. And usually you're expecting fireworks and, you know, mountains to move and all of that when he's actually working in the small things. Exactly. And and usually he tells you to go against the grain. Mm. And it's it's a longer route. It's a you know it's a, it's a more complicated route. It's a more or seemingly complicated, um, but the world's ways look easier, but they have dire consequences. God's ways are certain. They like it's a no brainer. Mm. And a lot of us are living for the here and now, and we forget that there is eternity at stake. Where we are now is nothing compared to eternity. It's not. It, it's not. It's realer than this. It's I don't know if there's a word like realer, but it's more real. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it's eternity is at stake, and I think we need to be living with that in mind. Um, is this decision that I'm making today how is it going to impact me in eternity? Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. You're thinking about doing this about stealing today. How is that going to impact you in eternity? Because that's imagine you're in heaven or in hell for the rest of eternity. And that's a long time. <laughs> that's a very long time. <laughs> that's a very time. long time. Mm. Yeah. And so every little decision that you're making today impacts that 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 resting place of yours. And if I don't know about you, but you're burning for the rest of my life. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. And the grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. For as long as you're breathing, there's still that opportunity for you to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Come and change things. Holy Spirit, direct me, lead me. There is still that opportunity as long as you're breathing. Once the breath is gone, there is no hope. So, Aish, brothers and sisters, do the things. Mm. <laughs> we need that reminder because we're so focused on the present. Yeah. Forget that. The kingdom is eternal. You know, it's not just what we're doing today, but yes. it is way beyond that. That's true. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm praying that our listeners get an eternal perspective on, on what they're doing. Uh, thank you for reminding us of that. Mm. Uh, thank you so much. We have reached the end of our conversation um, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us and to just share your gems and your testimonies and your experiences and lessons. Um, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure. And may the Lord bless your platform. May you continue being a light and a, and a, and a you know, just a, a voice for the kingdom that you know, this platform just reaches as many people as possible so that the word and the earth of the earth. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is such a pleasure. And until next time, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Goodbye. <laughs>